Hey, Devil fans, you're tuned in to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast, and here are your hosts, Chris Cole and Dan Martin. Hughes creates space. Hughes shoots, it scores! Jack Hughes has done it again! His- yep, that was Jack Hughes scoring to make the Devils... Uh, down by two against the Islanders on Saturday, a game that they eventually did lose uh, six to four at the Rock on Saturday night against the Island Islanders. Uh, you're listening to the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil Podcast. I'm Chris Cole here with Dan Martin and our EVP EV. Welcome back, EV. Hello. And uh, Dan, how you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good to be back, Chris. Yeah. So uh, you know they had a rough night Saturday. Yeah. Uh, what'd you uh, What'd you think of the game? It was so sloppy. I mean, there was a lot of sloppiness. Um, Islanders played a great game. It's easy to, you know, as good as we all feel this team is, to just kind of blame everything on them. But there's another team on the other side of the ice, and they did play very well. Having said that, I think the Devils just played way too sloppy of a game. And uh, this is, you know, not going to be the way forward. I think they probably very easily identified their problems. But so many things that have been atypical for them, you know, bad second period, uh, you know, just just constant defensive mistakes, and it, it caught up with them. Well, one thing that I don't think has been atypical this, uh, at least the last couple of weeks, has been the amount of penalties that this team has been taking and yeah. how undisciplined they have been uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks, and they've been able to, um, you know, kind of managed through it and with a good penalty kill, but it bit him in the ass on uh, Saturday. Absolutely. You know, uh, Evie, what'd you think? Yeah, they were definitely taking way too many penalties, especially the Alex Holtz one. The second one that led to the goal. That was terrible. I mean, just terrible timing. Both of Holtz's penalties I thought were bad. I thought Holtz played a terrible game. Um, And, you know, when you are obviously, when you're on a team this good and you're not pulling your weight, it is pretty obvious to the eye test. And, you know, even watching that game, I mean, it was pretty obvious that Holtz was struggling through most of it. Um, so, you know, I don't know what the future holds for him. Um, I don't know what is, is he one of these dudes that you have to, you know, what, three, four years, maybe more until he starts coming into his own? Or is he just, you know, a bust and not going to live up to the hype that, that, uh, you know, a lot of people thought that he was going to when he was drafted and drafted high and in the first round. And, um, you know, I've been calling him Pavel Zaka light for a long time, and I kind of am still sticking by that, you know. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen, whether or not he's going to get sent down or he's not going to be with this team after the trade deadline. Um, and I don't particularly care either way. So, uh yeah, uh, you know, it's it's not working out so far with Holtz and the depth this team has, you know, I don't know how many more looks we're going to we're going to get at him, especially as Pollock comes back and you know, you have even more depth available. I don't see room for him, uh especially, you know, the way things went. He has not broken through, you know, and um it's it's easy to, you know, hide that fact uh and just wait for the good things to happen when you're winning, but when you lose one like that and he stuck out like a sore thumb is one of the reasons why. It's that's a that's a problem. It was a tough game to lose. Um, you know, you want to play well at home, and you know it's a divisional game against a team that you already beat in their house. And then, you know, you you came out, and I don't really. Vanacek had a rough night. Uh, I don't necessarily put all those goals on him, 
Um, but he definitely was a bit shaky. The play all around, I thought, you know, at least until like maybe halfway through the third period when they kind of seemed to get their shit together, uh, the whole night was just shaky for one reason or another. But the one thing I thought that was pretty obvious was that Jack Hughes is fucking Superman. Yeah. Can, can we just talk for one second about the six-plus-minute shift in NHL record that, that this kid did on, on uh, Saturday night? I know. Um, he really he, he is amazing. He can, and he, he never looked, like, flaggingly tired during no. it, too. And that no. was the crazy part. It looked like he could have done another six minutes continuously. It, you know, as a Devil fan, you have to be so excited to be able to watch this guy play for the next seven or eight years for your team and watch him grow into one of the I think he's going to end up you know when all is said and done he will be the greatest offensive devil ever not that that's a huge bar but you know um but you know I think he'll definitely be one of the uh best in the NHL in the next you know couple of years and right now you kind of have to put him in the conversation he is a all-around great hockey player and it's feel like every night he's getting better yeah he is a lot of fun to watch and his, his game looks a lot more mature um very good even defensively which you don't expect from him and he and he does it and uh so yeah when you put him out there for the extra scoring opportunity he also made a lot of good plays to make sure it stayed out of our net yeah, he had two saves <laughs> they played Those goal insane. right they were great saves it makes you wonder like wow i wonder what he would have been like as a goalie besides you know today's <laughs> league undersized but you know uh he really has great instincts his eye hand coordination like some of these players out there, it's just insane. It's just a next level, and we didn't really ever see players like this in the past. I mean, you could put them in a category with a lot of new wave players uh, like Zegras and uh, you know others who just I, – I don't think people had the eye-hand skills that these guys have ever. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, the game was completely different um, back when, you know, the Devils were winning cups. Uh, but no, I mean, to have a guy with that kind of skill, I mean, if you go back and really look at, there was a handful of players back then that were in that, that mold. Um, you know, you go back, you can kind of see Timu Solani, Paul Correa, yeah. um, you know, Keith Kachuk. They had great uh, skills. It was just but, a different game, but different equipment. But they, you know, no, I, I completely agree. But if you were going to look at the, you know, the guys that kind of fit that mold a little bit, those yeah. three were probably the, the main finesse three. Players, right? Yeah, the finesse, finesse players. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, you also had, uh, you know, Pablo Barre and, you know, guys like that, too. Right. I mean, but it seems yeah. like those guys would be, uh, you know, on on third lines in a lot of these teams now with the skill that's, know. On, that's out there. Yeah, yeah, That's what's crazy um, because when you talk about like the upper echelon of players that are out there, like, the, okay, Burray was like known as a speedster yeah. and that was his claim to fame. And now like the finesse guys are not just known for finesse, they're also super fast. Yeah. And that's where you got your Jack Hughes and uh, you could put them in that top category of, of the McDavid's and, you know. All those guys out there who are doing like you know amazing stuff, and so you know in a loss uh, that that was one bright spot spot when you looked at it and go wow that's pretty amazing. You know I think that when you have a loss and and this team has five all year, um, you know you have to be able to try and take some positives away, and I think you can take some positives away from that Islander game. It was a physical game. The Islanders, you know, 
they were laying the hammer down and went on whoever. Miles Wood got completely rocked in the middle of the ice. Yeah, that was um, some hit. That was amazing. Yeah. That was amazing. The way he came um, across the side, too. I mean, it was very Stevens-esque. Yeah, oh, it yeah. It was a good, clean hit. Yeah. And, and you hate to see it happen to your guy, but... I think he actually shit his hit. pants, Wood, in that one. I wouldn't uh, blame he, him if he did. He, <laughs> that was a shit your pants kind of hit. And I do like the fact, and we talked about, you know, toughness and what it really means on this right. team. And Michael McLeod went after him, dropped the gloves. You know, they, he took a penalty. Yep. I'm okay with that penalty. Yeah, take the instigator um, penalty. Right. You know, whatever. And, and they killed it off. Mm-hmm. So there was no harm on that. Um, but that's the kind of penalty I'm okay taking. You don't take the stupid ones, um, you right. know, that they took throughout that game. But yeah, you know, you might say like, "Well, what do you gain?" And I get it. Some of those people who are like, "Never take a penalty," you know, stay out of the box. Uh, but this, you know, what you gain is the ability to come together as a team and, and you know see something like that. You don't want to have it happen, and it's like a reaction. It's you know, it's not obviously McLeod didn't analyze the hit and say, "Well, that was a good clean hit," so I'm gonna. Leave this no, alone. Saw he his line, saw his line mate get lit up yeah. and and went after him and yeah. you know good for him and uh, you know but but it was a physical game the Islanders are much bigger um, they are like we said much more physical and I thought the Devils handled themselves pretty well it had a little playoff atmosphere to it, it you know um, and this is a team you could very well see in the playoffs and I'll tell you if Islanders Devils. Are playing like that in the playoffs, that's going to be a hell of a series yeah, very, to watch. That would be a very good matchup. Um, I think to match up, to, to end up on top of this matchup, let's say, if you're the Devils, um, well, you're not going to get too many games out of Islanders like you did the first time we saw them. The Islanders were really in disarray that game. Um, I'm not saying we played down to that level, but I also feel like we didn't give them our best game this game. So you're right. Like when looking at the playoffs, these both teams firing on all cylinders would be a hell of a series. Right. In the end, what will prevail? Is it going to be the speed, or is it going to be the the size and toughness of the Islanders, or you know, like I said, the speed and and just uh, finesse of of the Devils? Because I mean, it's crazy to say those words with the Devils. Yeah, you know, yeah. like the, the the one thing that this team has never been known for is you know offensive speed, finesse, guys that just move the puck with silky smooth um you know everything they do is just you know those those high level high skill level yeah yeah Yeah. and so okay that's the islander game it's a loss it's in the rear view you know what i was thinking too though like that game um made me think of like what, what would come down because these teams are different but in some ways matched up very nicely uh what it would come down to is probably like coaching and the ability to to stick to your plan yeah. And that's where I wonder if the devil's maturity is enough to, you know, buy in, understand, execute. Uh, because I think that, you know, like they, they have the skill level to do it. And I think both coaches will lay out a plan that will win. It's a matter of who's going to adhere to it more. Well, you know, if you're worried about inexperience on the devil side, I mean, I think the only thing, you know, whatever the game plan is, whatever they're being fed now from uh, Rob yeah. and Burnett, it's sure. working. Mm-hmm. So the team is going to buy in. It's you know it, it's when it's when you're you know 
listening to the coaches and doing everything in your head of what the coaches are telling you to do and you're still coming up short, that's when you start to lose locker rooms and things like that. You know what right. I'm saying? And in a playoff just, series, it's weird because it's like a little season, right? So sure. you start out a little rough and then all of a sudden people start going their own way in game two and three because they're panicking. Right. And, and are they holding together the plan? We've seen that happen with other teams and this team in the and, past and then, you know. So, like, that's what I think it would come down to with te- two evenly matched teams. It goes really overlooked a lot. It's like how well they execute their plan. You know, because you don't really know the plan. It's, right. You know, it's not like it's laid out very obviously unless the teams are so dramatically, like, obvious the way they play. It, it, you know, most of the announcers don't get into all the different variations the coaches have out there as far as, like, you know, we're playing, you know, one, two, two defense. They, right. Very pe- few people even notice that stuff. And then after you, if you're lucky and good enough to make it through one series, then you have to change your entire philosophy going into the next yes, series. And exactly. that's what makes the NHL playoffs the best playoff of any sport. And it is very cool. We're worried about playoffs at an early point of the season, like, what, about a third of the way through? That's yeah, fantastic. I mean, they would really have to have an epic collapse to yeah. not make it. I mean, uh, right. I'm not sure you know, what the average is of how many games they have to win pretty much to, to lock it up or how many points they're really going to need. But, yeah. I mean, at this point, you know, they don't show any real signs of slowing down. I mean, they haven't lost two in a row since uh, the first two games of the season. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, knock on that wood, Yeah, um, we got something big coming up tomorrow night. Yeah, so let's get into this week because this week is the biggest week the Devils have had all season. They're yeah. playing yeah. four games this week. Three of those games are against teams that made the playoffs last year. And the one game that the team that didn't make the playoffs is one of your biggest rivalries in Philadelphia. So you know that that's not going to be an easy game. So let's discuss. We'll go through the games and uh, we'll talk about them a little bit in turn. So tomorrow night, Monday, we are playing in Madison Square Garden again for our uh, game two against the Rangers, the second one that we in the Garden. Um, we played them already once. Um, the Rangers have are on a bit of a winning streak. They've um, yeah. the last yeah. three games they've won. They won six four against St. Louis. They won five one against Vegas. And just last night or Friday night maybe they won two to one in overtime against the Stanley Cup champion Avalanche. And they're playing well at home. I think they got three wins at home. I saw. Yeah, they are playing well at home. They're very good on special well, teams. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're eighth overall in special teams. Um, their power plays. You know, 22%. Their penalty kill is about 81.3%. And last time we played, we won 5-3. to three. And, uh, you know, the the Rangers are not, you know, they're kind of getting their shit together. They are. And uh, that's that's kind of scary. Well, it makes you think, like, you can't have that slow start you did last game where they went down 2 nothing. And, you know. Against the Rangers, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's crazy to say, like, oh, this team better not get in a hole because we've seen them dig out so many times. But as, you know good teams start playing better it's even more of a reason to have a good start I and mean, you know if Shesterkins and that on any given night he can just shut the door mm-hmm. uh so you know the rangers are and they're fighting for every point they're you know they, they played 29 games they're 14 10 and 5 they have 33 points they're fifth place in the metropolitan division right now they're on the outside looking in they want to get back into it that game is going to be a very very hard fought game um now i felt that we just completely sucked the life out of them halfway through the first period in the first game we played. They yes. got off, like you said, to the quick start. 
They were up two nothing, mm-hmm. and uh, the the Devils came back. They tied it up, and they just scored four in a row. And Rangers got that junk one at the end um, right. to make it somewhat close. And I think Sharon Govich had an empty netter, right? Right. To to top it off. So you know, uh, a game that is going to be extremely tough for the Devils, uh, especially. I'm curious to see how they're going to react coming back off the loss against the Islanders. Right, like you said, they haven't lost two in a row since the openers, and. Uh, you know, uh, and one part of you says, oh, well, then maybe they're due for some kind of mini losing streak through these next four games, and why not start out here with that if you're looking at possibilities. But um, so it's a gut, gut check time for them. Get your game back together, you know, and uh, play well against the rival, right? And I, I think uh, there's a reason to be very optimistic about it, but a lot is going to be, you know, known about this team by the way they play, even just tomorrow, let alone, like you said, the rest of the difficult week. Now, the next game, Tuesday night against Dallas, that's the game Evie's worried about. Yeah. yeah Why is that? Dallas, they've been, I don't know, I haven't, like, checked their standings or anything. You want to know their standings? Yes. They're, they're 16, 7, and 5. They have 37 points, and they're second in the Central Division. Uh, Jason Robertson is on fire. I uh, love him. He's 20, probably my favorite non-Devils player. 23 yeah. goals, 19 assists, 42 points in 28 games. This dude is... Is ridiculous. He has just about twenty five percent of all the goals they scored. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean he's going to be very, very tough to watch uh, to stop. I mean, um, you know they get good goaltending. Um, I mean uh, Scotty Wedgwood is backing up Ottinger. Um, I'm not sure who will be playing. They're in a similar situation as us because they're playing tomorrow against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So they got to go. They're in Pittsburgh on Monday night, and then they come to New Jersey on Tuesday night. So, you know, we're going to see one of them, and I guess we'll find out tomorrow with whoever starts against Pittsburgh. But you know, Ottinger, um, he's got eleven three and three record. Uh, save percent is, is nine fifteen. Goals against two point five two. He's a hell of a goalie. Everybody and likes to play their you know goalie a, against their former team. So uh, I would he, assume we're going to get Wedgwood, but who knows? Well, Wedgwood's not so. I mean, he only played eleven games. Um, right. He's got a save percentage of point nine oh eight. Goals against are three point oh four. So they are above uh, Ottinger. Um, their last three games, they had a four nothing loss to Toronto. And then they had a 4-3 overtime win against the Senators and a 3-2 overtime win last night against the Red Wings. So their last two wins came in overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's going to be definitely uh, – I mean, this is a team that made it to the second round of the playoffs last year. Like, uh, you know, they said the second in the Central. Uh, they, You know, they do have a bit of a road trip, a uh, long road trip. Um, but let's see what they – we split the season with them last year. Right. Uh, we lost in New Jersey uh, to them 5-1, five and five one, and then we beat them in Dallas 3-1. One. one of the very few, I think that game was like a Saturday afternoon game, and the Devils played extremely well. And I think Wedgwood even was in, got in that game. Um, and it was probably the one of the maybe three or four games all last season that the Devils played a pretty complete game. wonder if that's why he ended up playing there. Yeah, remember him from that game. That stuff. That stuff happens sometimes. Hey, do you? Uh, were you when you were watching the game uh, against the Islanders and the, the trivia right. question came up about the last time two goalies were in a fight? Do you, you remember that? Did you see that? No, I don't even remember watching that trivia question as we were watching the game. Do you remember that yeah, one come up? I remember that one, but I do not remember the answer. So oh, what was, was the answer? It was Corey Schwab versus Tommy Soderstrom. Oh um, yeah, and, and it was a Saturday fight. afternoon game. Right. Yeah, we were watching it in oh, nice. my old bedroom. Yes, and uh, I think that. 
the Devils were, and I have to look this up, but they were losing by, I think, three goals, and they ended up getting a, uh, Islanders took a five-minute major, and the Devils scored twice on it, and then right. I think Stevens even had like had one in that one. Right. And they, they ended up winning the game, and uh, yeah, it was uh, Corey Schwab versus Tommy Soderstrom, and I, that game is burned into my memory. I was so happy when they brought it up on the trivia. I'm like, oh, I yeah. know this one. Yep, yep. Uh, yep. So and I don't, they, I don't know if we have any fighting goalies in our team, and if we do, it's probably going to be Schmidt, right? He's a big kid. He's huge. Yeah, he's huge, and he could probably just roll his giant head on somebody, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to get head butted by him? I, I like a fucking cannonball, like one of those wrecking balls. I'm waiting for uh, Kier Schmidt uh, bobblehead night because I want to see that's going to be some bobblehead. What do you think of the Nico and Chico bobbleheads? You know it rhymes. Yeah, and that's yeah. great. And you know, other than that, what are we doing? <laughs> um, Nico and Chico. I guess they were both captains. What Chico wasn't a captain, was he? I doubt, doubt it. No goalies yeah. are captains usually, right? Way back in the day, some of them were. Yeah, that's why I was just throwing it out there. But no, I have no idea. And you know, I get it. Well, Chico is the connection to Kansas City. Yeah, one of the. <laughs> Only living connections That's associated it. with the organization. And the Stars are also, they're, they're second in league in goals for and 10th in goals against. This is a really solid, put-together, deep hockey team. Yes. And the Devils are going to have to, you know, they, this is two tough games in a row. Jesus. Like, going back last year, I'd be like, we're going to be lucky if we maybe get a win out of one of these games out of the four. And speaking about, like, skating by and getting lucky... The next game they have come up is the Flyers, where that's exactly how it went down the last time the Devils played the Flyers. They got the win, but, it, you know, they, they skated by, and, uh, you know, it was a 3-2 win. Yeah, it was a 3-2 win. Flyers are seventh in the Metropolitan. Um, they are coming off of uh, their last three games. They they did beat the Avalanche 5-3, to and then they lost 4-1 to Washington, and they lost to Vegas in overtime 2-1. Uh, they actually play the Coyotes tonight, and I don't know what that score is looking like. Um, maybe yeah. Evie can check that out. You know, on paper, um, and they're, then they're they, not the stars. Then they, sure. but they play the Avalanche again on Tuesday, and then the Devils on Thursday. So they have a tough week. Yeah. Um, and, you know, look, you know. Close game. Well, it's 4-3 right now in the second or third. Third, yeah, With three minutes, minutes left. Yeah. 4-3 Coyotes. Uh, you know, you kind of know what else can you really talk about the Flyers? Like, you know what they're going to bring. You know how, you know, it's going to be a physical game. They yes. couldn't stop your four-trick last time. No, and that's one thing I, I really did love about that game. They they said, okay, we can't come in through the neutral zone easy. They four-checked the hell out of that game, and that's what got them to win. Yeah, so that is... You know, it's crazy to say that your fly- the Flyers are probably your easiest game, at least on paper, this week. Right. Um, which then brings us to Saturday night. Florida mm-hmm. Panthers coming to the Rock, last year's President's Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're fifth in the Atlantic. They have 30 points. But Keith Kachuk is ridiculous. Uh, 13 goals, 24 assists, 37 points uh, in, in 26 games. You mean Keith's kid... Oh, did I say Keith? <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Matthew. Uh, here's the sad part. I yeah. didn't even blink an eye at first because uh, it just seems so natural to say Keith. Keith yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I call Brady Keith. I call Matthew Keith. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I call Keith Fatty. Yeah. Have you seen him? Little Keith. Oh, oh yeah. The fucker yeah, blew up like a yes, tick, dude. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, God. This is what he does. Hey, look. If I was 
a retired rich man, I'd be like 230 pounds. Yeah, most of them gained some weight, definitely, that's for sure. Um, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Like, it, it, weeks and all. if you go and look at like football, right? Yeah. So, in football, you have these huge offensive linemen. These dudes are like 320, 330 pounds. They're fucking massive. They get out of the league. And they slim down, and they are, you know they look awesome. And then they're like the wide receivers and the running backs, yeah. they all get fat. Yep. So it's, it goes the complete opposite. Yeah, uh, Florida is a good team. You know, I, I they're not having you know a President's Trophy type year. Um, that would kind of be what the Devils are going for. But at the same time, you know, Florida got swept out of the second round last year. Oh, to yeah. Tampa. So, you know, winning the President's Trophy doesn't mean a damn thing. Um, real curious. So we should look. Can Evie, can you look up real quick the last team to win the Stanley Cup and the President's Trophy in, in the same year? Question. I'm curious about that. Um, you know, they, the goaltending for um, Florida is very good. Um, Spencer Knight and uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, they're both playing very well. Um yes. Spencer Knight, I like. I really like him. I was kind of yeah. hoping that the Devils might make a move for him uh, before they like, picked up Vanacek. Yeah, it did look like that was something leaving last season. That was 2013 Blackhawks were the last team to win the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup. Yeah, most of the time it seems like a jinx. I've always felt like it was a jinx to win the President's Trophy. Yeah. You know, go and look at, like, think about, we talked about the Patrick Kane thing. Yeah. How amazing would he be on this team? Yeah. Like, I mean, we. I really hope that... If they can make that happen, they make it happen. And I hope that, I mean, if I'm Patrick Kane, you kind of have to walk out of the game that we played them, you know, uh, last week and even watching devil highlights and stuff. He's got to be like, man, I want to play with Hughes. Yes. You know, I want to play with this kid. That's what I was thinking, too, with this team. Not only are they all doing well, um, they have a couple different players on there that great players would like to play with. Yeah. You know, and Hughes definitely number one among them. But um, that, that's going to be like a draw. That happens all the time. You know, players, great players, they want to go play with this other guy who's going to, you know, they feel like they're going to be a good match. Like mini-me's. Yeah. Hughes is his little mini-me. Yeah, and especially if you could come in as, like, the senior vet in that scenario, you know, you, you could... I can see how it would be really tempting to a player like Kane, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't yeah. know. Palat is about four weeks out. All right. Um, so that's. I mean, what... I'll go up there and give him a massage if it helps. <laughs> okay. Because we need him in there. All know? right. You think that's all he needs is a massage from Maybe you? That's it. That's it. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, no word on Bastion. No, I, no, I haven't heard anything on him. They've been pretty tight-lipped about what's going on with him. Yeah, they always are with good fucking news injuries. With Wood, though, uh, I heard that he's doing well. He, you know, he left the game, stayed out of it because of protocol, but uh, is expected to play. They clean the shit out of his pants? Yeah, the, the, exactly, exactly. That's the second shit jokes that we made about Wood so far. That's I don't a, know what that's about. I don't know either. All right, so let us let me ask you guys a question. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the, uh, uh, the most concerned number? and 1 being the least concerned <laughs> or importance, and yes, 10 is the bigger number. I'm, I know numbers. You do. <laughs> Tomorrow, next next podcast, we're going to work on the alphabet. Right. Um, Rangers, Stars, Flyers, Panthers, big four big games for the Devils. On a scale of 1 to 10, how important is this week for the Devils? Evie, you go first. Um, 10, for sure. A 10? Yeah, because, I mean, 
like he said, it could be either like a mini losing streak or they like completely get their shit back together from the Islanders game, you know? Like if they win against the Rangers by like, or not even by anything, if they just win against the Rangers, then I feel like they're like pretty confident and like set for the next four games. But if they lose, then that's going to be a really like tough four games. Yeah, you don't you don't want to go into a three game losing streak and then ha- you know uh, we dropped it to the Islanders, we dropped one to the Rangers, and now we're playing a, yeah, play a really good yeah. star game yeah. team. You know, you know it could fuck with you mentally. Uh, okay, uh, so you're going to ten. Yeah, Dan. You know, I, I got to be very close to that. I'm going to say a nine um, because that's the next lowest number. Hmm. Indeed, and, uh, it is. Yeah. Now, it, it's it's super important. It's the it's definitely the uh, tightest concentration of important games they've had so far. It's also going into it with a little bit of adversity. They're lost, and um, there's it's such a swing because we talked about our fears. You know, like oh, you don't want to go into a losing streak. Think about the upside. Like she said, getting their shit together. Getting their shit together. I mean, you win um, even three out of the, the next four, um, but definitely sweep the next four. You're talking about like the you know most dominant team in the NHL at, currently, like by far. You're, you're passing up Boston and all because that's that's a solid week. That's a solid. That's week. a really solid. And week to, to do. so that's a, what an upside. What a goal to hit. That would be great. Um, and then the risk is pretty high too, and uh, it's just the quality of opponents are better, you know. Too, they've, they've had uh, some good opponents here and there, but um, they have they had four in a row where they faced this quality uh, of teams. Not this year, I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah, they might uh, have further stretches that are even more important, and they will. Yeah, come playoff run and time, I'm, and but I'm 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 going with the nine as well, and for all the same reasons that you both discussed, but you know, also you have. Tough games coming up the week after. We have two against Boston right around Christmas time. Uh, you know they are the only other team. That is the only team that you right now are competing with in points. And you know for the number one seed in the NHL, this is four games to set yourself up for. You know, like you said, the 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 weeks uh, coming up. You know, how are you going to, you you know, you know it's going to be a hard game against the Rangers, Stars, Flyers, Panthers. Uh, and now to make things kind of even multiply the uh, difficult, the difficulty of this is Devils have a huge fucking bullseye on them now. You know, that's what I was thinking about, too, because guess what? That bullseye is there and it's going to stay there for a while. They, you're not sneaking up on anybody. Anymore. No. And I guarantee the Rangers are watching this game against the Islanders. What can we learn from that? How can we play like the Islanders did against the Devils? And that's going to continue and continue no matter what. But guess what? If they have a good week here and, and, and come out with three out of four or four out of four wins in this stretch, that will turn from like, oh, we got our eyes set on you and we want to fear. Yes. Like you will start owning this league and then your division – and it, like you know, this is like a big first step towards that. Yeah. So you want the respect. Well, you didn't next actually get the respect. You got a lot of attention so far. You banked a ton of points. You yeah. had your thirteen game win streak. It was fun. There's been a lot of talk about respect. I saw something Kevin Weeks wrote about it. So you know, um, and some of the Devils players saying, you know, we want respect for being, you know, the, well, guess what? This is now your chance to earn that. And I'm going to call it fear too, because you want to be that team that they don't want to play. Yeah, and if and, you. I don't know. Get eight out of eight points in in this week. Uh, yeah, you can 
you're legitimate. And and not only, yeah, we as Devil fans have been saying now for, you know, the last month or so that this team is legitimate, but now you're going to open up everyone else's eyes. Because, yeah, the Devils got get a lot of fanfare. The 13-game winning streak was great for the NHL Network. They loved to talk about it. But you know what? When it was over, the Devils kind of got pushed back into the, you know, yes, they're winning and they're playing very good. And Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes, Jack Hughes. But now as a team... You got to start putting fear into people. I agree with that. You beat the Rangers again in their building. Right. Then the next game, it's at home. You're you're right. They're gonna they're gonna start doubting themselves. You know, we can't beat this fucking team. Flyers, they did beat us, but that was the first game of the season. This is a completely different team. Uh, and more importantly, I'm very curious to see how Vanacek bounces back. That's true because this is maybe his first game where you would say. Hey, you know what? I don't think that's up to his standards. And he was not horrible by any means. Um, I would just say some of his rebounds were uncharacteristic. Yeah, especially and, when we even noticed how the last game against Chicago, he was just swallowing everything up. He wasn't yeah, giving any rebounds. Right, exactly. Oh. And he he made some brilliant saves, especially early in the first two. He had one coming oh, across. That glove save. Uh, the glove that was save. fucking beautiful. So you know he was he still has it. It wasn't like it was a horrible outing. Pulling him, it was it's just as much a commentary on the team. They're oh, it, yeah. right there as a team. Yeah. And but you know you're right. So let's see how he bounces back. Let's see uh, you know if he regains his form right away. That's that's a, a sign of a great goaltender. Just has one bad one rarely and doesn't string them together. You know we yeah. And we talked the last podcast about who would we start um, Rangers stars, and I said, well. I would maybe think about Schmid for the Rangers because Dallas is the better team. You right. brought up a very good point stating, well, I would maybe go with Vanacek because, you know, the Rangers are a team that you might face in the playoffs. Dallas, unless you make a Stanley Cup final, you're not going to face them in the playoffs. Yeah. So you want to have your number one kind of own him, own them. Go out there, beat them a couple of times, be that goalie that every time you play the Rangers, you're going to put Vanacek in and he's going to play well. And now I think it absolutely has to be Vanacek because, you know what, he got thrown off the horse. you got to get him back on. And just put him out there. You let him know, hey, look, we believe in you. We believe in this team. We know what you can do. Go out there and do it. And uh, so I expect Smead to play on Tuesday against Stars, and that will be probably Smead's biggest test mm-hmm. um, since being called up. That is going to, I think— Yeah, it's a big-time game for yes, him, right? Yes, Oof. that's going to, that's gonna, I think, put— um, you know, a lot of uh, maybe the Blackwood conversation that's still floating around if he plays really well against the Stars or, you know, the Rangers, uh, he might get two games out this week. And maybe you do put that to bed now that, you know what, if Vanacek plays well and then Schmid plays well, all right, our goaltending is secure, it's tight. As long as these two stay healthy, these are the guys we're going to ride. Yeah, I can just imagine the goaltending coach, you know, coming up to Schmid and be like, okay, let's go watch some John Robertson tape. <laughs> <laughs> we got some uh, preparation to do. Jason Robertson. Yeah, right, Jason. Yeah. I um, actually play with a guy named John Robertson. It messes me up every time. Is that why? Yeah. Is he as good as Jason no, Robertson? No, he's older and he's not very good. Do you think that last year Tom Fitzgerald... Sorry, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That it's a different John Robertson. No, yeah. That, that <laughs> was the, the other John. Yeah, not, not, the, not the one that thinks it is. Um, 
Do you think at all last year, like, Tom Fitzgerald ever just went up to Brodor and was like, dude, please just put the fucking pads on? Like, yeah. really? Just, like, a couple games? <laughs> you can't be any fucking worse than what we have. Right? Uh, at last season? Sure. Uh, I think every fan wanted that. That's for sure. But um, I'm sure Marty's happy with the new role he's got. And, uh, you know, he would like to see our guys do well and uh, keep him hung up forever. I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> All right. Well, give me uh, some realistic uh, predictions. There's eight points available. How many are they going to walk away with by this time next week, guys? I think uh, probably the most realistic thing is to say they win three out of four. Six um, points. Which one, Who are they dropping? You know, on paper, it would be the Stars game. You know, just this is just throwing stuff out there. Truth is, it could be any game, right? Every team in the NHL can beat you on any given night. Absolutely. Um, so, but I would say that's the most, you know, likely scenario. That said, it's not that most likely by a lot. I mean, truth is, a lot of things can happen here with these four games, and that's why it's going to be so interesting to watch. Um, I I think it's, it's not much less likely uh, that they win four out of four. It's very possible, and it's uh, you know maybe equally as likely that they split 500. Um, so I'm going with the most likely prediction is three out of four. All right, six out of eight, eight possible points, and yes. that still would be an extremely successful week. Yep, and maybe even seven out of eight if you did one of those overtime losses deals. Yeah, about yeah, that? that's true. Be Evie? It's just it's so hard to tell because it really you can depends. tell us. I know it's <laughs> it just depends on the next game. You know, like right. if they if they lose that next game, it's so hard for them to like come back okay. from two losses. I mean, and then they got to win three. Well, then we'll, the we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll and go the with three this. teams are like yeah. good too. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna probably do another show in between the Stars and Flyer game. Yeah. So you can just give us your prediction for the Ranger Stars, Ranger and then stars. we'll get back and then we'll talk more about the Flyers right. and uh, and Panthers game. I think they're gonna win. Both the Rangers and Stars. Okay, right. so they're going to win overtime for one at least. Which one? Mm. Um, stars. Overtime win. Yeah. Who's going to get the overtime winner? Oh, Devils. Like, no, but like who's going to score it? Oh, um, I don't know. I Mileswood. Okay, <laughs> Mileswood. Awesome. All right. right? Okay. I, I'm going to go. Uh, if the Devils and Stars go to overtime on Tuesday night, I'm going to go Hamilton with the winner. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one, too. And Dan? Uh, for the overtime winner prediction? Overtime winner for the Dallas game on Alexander Tuesday Alexander Holtz. <laughs> okay. No, I'm just kidding. It's yeah. been a story. Gonna score on, he's going to score on who? Schmied and... <laughs> <laughs> just as likely as anything else. Yeah. Now, I, I, I mean, who's got our overtime goals this year? Mercer has one, right? Uh, I, I, how I many overtime wins do we have? I know Hamilton has one. Hamilton no, Hamil- no, he sure does. It was it was Heischer. a Hamilton shot, and he sure tipped it. And right, he got that goal. Yeah, how many overtime wins do we have? Two, two, right? Yeah, one loss and two wins. We lost to the Preds in overtime. Yes, and then we won two in overtime. And uh, I that don't. That was that first one that Schmidt played against Ottawa. Ottawa. Who scored that goal? That I think was the Hamilton goal. That was the Hamilton one? Uh, well, Sharon Govich. Oh, that's Sharon Govich? Sh- no, Sharon Govich scored one three weeks ago. I think that was one against Toronto. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that was against Toronto. And then um, Hamilton, or Heischer. I keep saying Hamilton because it seemed like it was Hamilton's goal. All right, so I'm going to go with Hamilton. Dan's going with Alexander Holtz. No, I'm not. Okay, so who are you going with? 
Uh, I'm going to give it to Hughes. Okay. You know. Then you're going Wood. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, it's going to be fun. And tomorrow night in the Garden, 7 o'clock. I am really looking forward to that game, especially with uh, at work. I got so many freaking Ranger fans, and a whole bunch of them are going to the game. And, right. uh, yeah, I would like nothing more to then just have them come back to work. Miserable. And, yeah, miserable, Maybe not saying a word. Yeah, yeah complaining is the best, right. you know, because somebody's going to screw the fucking Rangers, right? You right. Know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, and the Rangers kind of scare me, though. And they, they're a good team. They are, and if Shesterkin starts getting hot, uh, you know these guys—they're they're penalty. We cannot take stupid fucking penalties tomorrow night, or the yeah. Rangers—we're going to lose that game. You're talking about coachability, and this is this is the time to find out if because it's an obvious, glaring thing. You have to get this team to stop taking stupid penalties. Yeah. And what is the message? How is it getting received? What are they doing to make that message known? You know, you're going to take penalties. We talked about it. It's okay to take some penalties. That's right. The timely, the the bad timing and, and just totally unnecessary ones are the ones that are hurting them. They have cost them the last two losses for sure. Um, and yeah. uh, it has to stop. This is not going to be the same team we've seen over the first third of the season if they continue taking penalties like that. No, because they will start falling apart. Uh, yeah, you can't. They're they're too good, and like we talked about, uh, you know, you don't know what next year brings. If you think that the window is open now, whether that's for you know a, a decent long playoff run or just to get into the playoffs uh, at this point, you you gotta play disciplined and you have to play every friggin' game. Like it's a very important in the playoff game. Like this team could still have a collapse because we've seen it. They've lost, what, last year? 11 in a row, 12 yeah, in a row? Absolutely. You know, you you go on a shit run like that, and, and I, I don't at all foresee this because this is not last year's team, but I'm just saying hypothetically, you go on a run like that, it completely negates your 13-game winning streak. You know, almost as, as, as bad as, like, the possibility of not making the playoffs would be to come in so messed up uh, not knowing what the hell you're doing, just a, a you know a team full of bad habits, right? And it's it, what a wasted opportunity. Yeah. So you got all this time to fix it, to to you know nip problems in the bud because there haven't been too many problems this year. Everything's been going well. Well, now we see a couple, right? We see the penalties, you know, we see like the defensive uh, assignment lapses, um, and you know we've seen individual players like Holtz who need to be remedied, right? They, they need to move them and do what you got to do to get somebody else in the lineup. Um, so now if, if they can coach out of that, we're back in business, everything's good. Well, but if you don't have that and you start falling apart here, you know exactly what it is. It's, yeah. it's coaching, it's messaging, it's, it's a, is this team able to follow a plan? And if this team does fall apart a little bit and they start, you know, like you said, falling into a lot of these bad habits and things, I mean, we'll talk more about this down the road, but, you know, we talk then about, you know, Lindy Ruff's job security at that point, yeah, you, you know, would, and all those things. That, but, you know, that's that's a conversation that we hope we don't ever have to have. Right. But, you know, about, we haven't seen two losses strung together since right. that very beginning. Um, and this is the week. Yeah. This is the week that, you know, you're pretenders or you're for real. And uh, you got to go out there and, and win four friggin' games against four really tough teams. And there's no reason that the Devils can't. Three of these games are at home. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing. Do we get a Devils broadcast tomorrow? Or we have to listen to Sam Rosen? What cable provider do you have? Um, Fubo? 
you probably have to listen to the uh, the what? Rangers. I don't know. What's going on? Like I, I, mean, I get both feeds. So what do you mean both feeds? I get the, I have two MSGs, and yeah, one MSG has the uh, Sam Rosen right. and um, yeah. Micheletti feed, and the other one you has Balding. They, they only have one, right, doing the feeds? Yes, sometimes they do. Some games, this right? year they've had um, two each time, even with the Islanders, uh, right. any other games that are on MSG. Right. Um, so, yeah, I so hopefully you can get it. Just scroll around. You should be able to get the... Um, the Devil's Feed, it doesn't make sense. Maybe they only do the Ranger one because uh, on Fubo because it's at, at the at MSG where when they play in New Jersey, you'll get Spalding and Danico. I don't know. Yeah, I don't um, know because I've seen they, sometimes they, they'll carry both feeds too. Yeah. Other times they didn't, and I'm pretty sure, like you said, no, you didn't have that problem. Yeah, no. With, uh, Fios, right? No, I have Fios. Yeah, so, like, I'm trying, you know, I'm doing the cord cutter thing, but... Which is the shit that we all had to fucking... Expensive. Yeah, we all had to fucking do all this shit because Comcast are right. a bunch of scumbags with MSG. I can't believe we haven't gone into that yet, but Fubo is now up from... Like, last year, I think it was 59 bucks a month, and now it's 79 bucks a month. I think I was paying... When I got it last year before I moved back to Fios, I think I was paying $80 a month. Oh, okay. So I might have had a different package than you. Yeah, maybe I got some kind of introductory and thing, and I kind of thought it was fifty. You know how they can throw in your yeah. The first, I think, yeah, pay. I think maybe the first couple of months yeah. it was like fifty, and then and Saturday's that's, game that's a lot of money, eighty bucks a month. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Because you you also have to pay fucking Comcast for internet, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So that's not cheap. Crazy. Now, if we had ESPN two, we didn't live in New Jersey, we'd probably still get most of the games, right? Why are that's they the all problem. on ESPN two? I, I, I that's what I was trying to figure out. I was looking this up today, and I. I think that if you're not in the viewing area, ESPN Plus or whatever has them has the games. I think so. They still have the NHL ticket, like you could still buy and watch the yeah, actual I so. feed. And you know what? Too while we're on the subject, which I don't know why we are, but the MSG. Remember when the Devils weren't on MSG? Yes. How, will there ever be a time when they're not on MSG? No. No, MSG controls all three. I mean, tri-state. I like area our teams. broadcast team. I like who we got. I like the people we got. Even Matt <laughs> filling in right now is not the worst thing in the world, uh, you know. But um, I'm not even complaining about the product. It's just a, a, why I just never liked being part of MSG. No, I agree. I, I feel like we're like just the Rangers bitch. Yeah, and that's yeah. And they always on the last channel, you know. Yeah, so I feel like always the hardest a, one to find. It's like yeah. okay, here's the Islanders, here's the Rangers. It's dodgeball oh, wait, movie. Yeah. It's like yeah. Oh, the Ocho, right? You know, we're always on the Ocho. MSG eight, the yeah. Ocho, the Devils. Yeah, listen, we've always been the ugly stepsister, and uh, but you know, you're not going to bet a cable provider to pick up Devil games. Um, Saturday night's game is at seven thirty, and I think that's on TBS. Well, all the cable providers own their own team, and it's not the Devils anyway. So, like, the Rangers, that whole organization, that's what, Optimum? We don't get that here anyway, right? No. I got it when I lived on the island, but no. Is that Time Time Warner? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't uh, even but know yeah. who. And, of course, Comcast, which is now Xfinity, owns the Flyers. Yeah, right? and then they don't carry MSG. and um, I don't like MSG on my food. No? Yeah. It makes you tired? It gives me the shits like Miles Wood. Really? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I just got a hit. All right. I think that might wrap it up for this evening. Yeah. On that note, Em, anything you want to share? I think we need to set, like, a limit of the amount of times you two are allowed to say shit, because... You got to be shitting me. It's getting too much. 
All right. We're going to go back and edit all these shits out. What about fuck? <laughs> I mean, that we had there were less of those than shits, and it's a little bit worrying, I think, you know. You'd rather have more fucks than shits. I don't give either. <laughs> I mean, we are the uncle puckers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All, All right. right. Uh, we will be back after the Flyers, not the Flyers game, the Ranger and Stars, Stars game, I said. Just oh. Stars. Rangers and Stars game. Uh, and we will discuss those two games and then a little bit more in depth going forward on the Flyers and Panther game. Uh, big week for the Devils. So, Devil fans, be up for it. Get to the arena. Let's sell it out. Um, and we will see you when we see you. Fuck is out.